This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Well, it's come up again. We've done it before, but we're going to talk about it again. And this is quite a good chat, isn't it? We sort of, we come at it bullying. from slightly different angles. Yeah, yeah. it's the Santa Bullying Awareness Week this week, so yeah. I thought it was, a, it was a really good time. I lose my shit, because I always do as soon as I hear the word bully. I, yeah, you... and a really meaningful contribution again from Carlitos. Thank you, Carlitos, because I know yeah. it wasn't easy for you to share that, so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone, if you're going through it as a child, or if you're going through the hell of going through it as a parent of a child, or if you're going through it as a parent who's being bullied, have a listen uh, and remember there's help out there and hopefully some of what we say will be useful. Hi guys, welcome to our um, regular weekly chat. We love these, but we've almost become so sort of, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. We've got used to doing them from home. So now an added bonus in these chats is you can now hear... That's Our dogs Chi-Chi. having their breakfast. You can hear Chi-Chi's swallowing <laughs> of food and Toffee's dragging a receipt across the floor. It'd be so strange when we're back in a studio. I'll feel a bit shy. It'll be like speed dating. But So you will have to put up with a little bit of oh. extra sound effects and a little bit of echo. But hey, oh, And lockdown. a little bit of celebration because, guys, it's today, the day we're recording this, is Nadia's birthday. Yay! Happy Woo! birthday. Happy birthday. Do you feel older and wiser? Um, I do feel a little bit wiser. Yeah. yeah do you think wisdom just older? keeps increasing until the moment you go, Eureka, I now know everything is the moment you die? Do you think we, they kill us? There's think lots life kills that us isn't good we know about everything. getting old, but there's lots that is. You yeah. do get more settled. You do care less. You, do, mm. you don't worry as much or you worry in a different way. And, yeah, life is good. That really is the dog's having Why don't you put breakfast. a bowl right next to us? It's the one over there that's making the most noise. Oh, it's right next to your left leg. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so yeah, so it's a very strange topic to choose this morning on my birthday to talk about bullying. But there is a reason. I thought it was a really good idea to do because it is actually anti-bullying week this week, the whole of from 16th of November right through the 20th. And, you know, bullying is an ongoing conversation. Mm. We've done, we did a pre- previous podcast on bullying, I would say, Almost around the beginning of when we started this podcast. Well, we can safely say within the last year, because we've been going a year today. Have we? Yes, this is a year's birthday of the podcast. Because the first one we did before was either just before yours or just after my birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, do go back and find the other one, because we talked about our own experiences of bullying. And we don't want to go over that again, uh, for those of you that are regular listeners. But if you're new to this podcast, do find our previous bullying podcast for more... Um, for more information, well, like, more of a story. Like you said, if a subject is done in one go, then mm. there would be nothing for shows like, I don't know, shows like, I don't know, I'm Loose Women <laughs> or, uh, you know, or Question Time. I mean, you know, it's the same topics come back to you as parents. So I, I do sometimes liken being a parent to being a little bit like being hit by the same boomerang on, on sort of several occasions every month, sometimes every day. Mm. So as soon as you feel friendship issues are resolved, they come back up with a slightly mm. different hue, a slightly mm. different colour, a slightly mm. different emphasis. And I thought it was intriguing because when you mentioned, oh, it's anti-bullying week, and I was thinking, God, you know, it, it's such both it, it's both such a huge subject, 
But sometimes it feels like it's such a simple subject for me because I have such a sort of ardent and extreme intolerance that because my feelings on it are clear, then it's resolved. I think, I think it's quite classic. It's much more complex for me because... Well, I think it's a bit you, of a dad you've got, attitude. You've that. got four daughters and yeah. every one of them at some point has... Well, I don't know, actually. I don't know about Florida. Well, they have been bullied. No, but, but I thought one of the things that I really want to talk about today at, at some point is there are so many different types of bullying, aren't there? There's, there's cyberbullying, there's bullying in person, but the bullying that I've seen and I found the most difficult to counsel my children about or to help them with or to give them meaningful advice, and I don't know if this resonates for anyone, is the bullying that happens not through call, name-calling, physical mm. violence, or mm. even cyberbullying of calling people names. It's the it's the bullying by omission. Yeah, that uh, that for me, I found that the most painful. Uh, yes. Talking to all the girls at different at different points and times, and sometimes when your children are talking to you about a situation and you know that it's a kind of bullying, yeah. you know the person that is bullying doesn't even realise they're bullying, yeah. and you know that your child doesn't know. But I mean, it, I suppose it all comes down to how do you define bullying. What, what is your, what is your, well, actually, what is your definition okay, of bullying? Okay, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Because as you just said that, I'm thinking of, of many different scenarios with all four of my girls at different points in time. And, and you know, a different kind of emphasis because, of course, technology has shifted since when Izzy was young through to, obviously, Kiki. Uh, and one of the things I was thinking, because you just said then, you know, it's very difficult how to counsel your kids when you can see it's happening and the children that are bullying by omission or however however low level you could call the bullying. They're not even aware that they're doing it. See, my problem with this is, and this comes into my definition of bullying, is, is having some kind of consciousness about what it is you're doing, having some awareness that you're doing something to elicit the pain, the hurt, and the upset of someone else. And that that's where doing, you know, just ignoring someone or airing someone or ghosting someone or whatever these phrases are, or, you know, just ignoring someone. But sometimes children, like all humans, let's forget the word children, have different levels of empathy. Yeah. Now, I would say, I mean, Maddie had extraordinary empathy from a really young child. Like they say that, I think they said you can't even feel empathy empathy until you're three or four or something. Well, we saw it really young in her. And so I think sometimes... Some and this has gone through the ages with the girls, some of the friends that I've met of theirs. And I look at them, I think, you are what you're doing is bullying, but you literally are not yet emotionally mature enough to understand empathy. You don't empathize, you don't put yourself in the other person's shoes. You're doing this pattern of behavior, you don't even know you're doing it, and you don't even know the impact. So for me as a mum, what I find that I have that I want to do and that is very difficult is I just keep trying to strengthen them, you know, like to get them to see what is wrong or right behaviour. It's like how, like if the girls are telling me something that's going on and they do confide a lot about their friends, I will say to them, I'll try and get them to articulate what they're feeling because mm-hmm. the person that is bullying them will not understand what they're feeling. You know, so, so, so for instance... So who, what's feeling? What, who's feeling? What, yeah, no, 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 what, who's feeling? Our child's feeling or the bully's feeling? So say you've got a child and your child is saying, oh, my God, this person is making me feel this yeah. way and making me feel that way and she must know how she's making me feel, mm. feel because, but, because I feel so terrible. Mm. And then the, the challenge 
as a parent is to try and make them understand that they never, that that child that is doing that to them is never going to understand what it feels like. Ah, uh, you say, ah, oh, right, 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 let's, let's stop that. I mean? Yeah, yeah, They're let's not. stop this. So no, there's no, no, no point no. trying to make them. So what you have to no. do is give your child an understanding of what their boundaries are. Your so, child's boundaries, yes. not the bullies. Sorry, Sorry no, your pronoun is my... taking me over to the yeah. other one. I'm really struggling <laughs> my, with pronouns. You know what here. it is? Because, right. Listen, listener, the reason I'm getting this in a pickle is because I don't want to say... No, no, no. Well, let's name. use Izzy as an example. She's the oldest and the most okay, robust. it's so not Izzy. No, let's it's not Izzy, but let's say it's Izzy. So Izzy would say to me, oh, my God, this person... I don't know, Sarah, mm. let's make it, is, is doing this to me, doing that to me. And I just can't understand why she doesn't mm. know how I feel. She must know how I feel. She's doing it yeah. on purpose to make me feel this way. And I would say to Izzy, well, she, it's highly unlikely that she understands for a second yeah. what she's actually doing, actually how bad you are left feeling. Why? Stop I, I'm putting my hand in the air just because I just want to interrupt here because this drags me kicking and screaming back to my definition of what bullying is. Yeah. There is an unwritten rule that is becoming as almost almost ritualistic and as you know something that we have to respect in our family structure as Moses is coming down with the stones of tablet and all that kind of stuff. I now actively circumnavigate and avoid conversations that I hear are developing between you and our children about their friendship circles. This has been developing a long time since you've, you've counselled Fleur, you've counselled Izzy, you've been doing it for years, and you're brilliant, you're brilliant at it. Because you forever take them to a very meaningful place where all they can look after, our children can look after, is their own boundaries, better understand what's going on around them, and perhaps have the compassion for thinking that the person doing this to them is unaware, as you rightly say that. Not unaware. No, 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 not always. Yeah, but 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 this is what I'm I'm saying this to any parents out there, and I'm not going to gender specify here, because my sense is that perhaps dads do this more often because we go into protective mode, especially dads of daughters too. But maybe mums are like that with their sons. But I think that's really important that you say that. But what I do, and this is an act of parenting, I recognise as a parent, because we're talking about it also from the parent sort of perspective, that my contribution to these conversations isn't going to be productive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, no, 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 absolutely. And I, I, I hear that and I recognise that. Now, the reason it's not going to be productive isn't because I'm going to say stuff that actually I don't think, but I'm just going to react. And actually, I, I have my firm ideas on what is going on with these kids. I watch them from afar. I listen from afar. But I don't actually counsel the girls because I know that what you're saying is right. So, listener... Listen to Nadia in this, but listener, you can you can ex, you can you can sort of live vicariously through what it is I'm going through. Almost in almost every single set of circumstances I can think of with the children, where there's been bullying by omission or over or whatever, I have seen a totally cynical awareness within the child that's bullying in almost every single. Uh, I made a terrible job of, our trying to, of articulating what I was saying because I was nervous of, of, of breaking anonymity of the girls. So, so I'll try again. I'll try again. I think I don't think I put across my argument very well. I, I, I agree, and I know what you're talking about. And there are definitely cynical young people out there that mm. are doing something very purposefully. But it, it almost doesn't matter. Because you could change the people over and over again through your life. And it's how you you invest in your child to manage it. Because 
I get it. It's like it does, and without being gender specific, it does tend to be more the way of men. They go right, they're all bastards. Just get rid of them. Or yeah. It it doesn't happen. Drive at them because what happens is you're saying to your child that you can't in any way deal with this situation. So it is extraordinary when I've counselled different, you know, the different, the different girls. girls, how they will come to the right conclusion by themselves. And if they've come to the conclusion by themselves, except they haven't, because obviously we've talked a lot to them and mm. that helped them to, get to arrive at it, they are then empowered rather than disempowered because these people made me feel this way. They had all the power to do this to mm. me. And I, I, you know, and I try and say to the girls, because we've talked about this often in both in our How to Stay Married podcast and on here, actually, about how when we were children, we didn't even know the word boundary. No. We had you had boundaryless yeah. upbringing, and my parents were 70s parents, and you didn't talk to children about placing yeah. boundaries. And my, my, my absolute ambition is that our girls grow up knowing that it's okay to say, this isn't okay for me. Yeah. And, and to mean it and to be able to look somebody in the eyes and say, this is, no, it's interesting because Maddie now is nearly 18 and I'm hearing it, just bits and pieces. Yes. It takes a while, folks. You have to have the patience. It does start to dribble in. It really does. We've talked we've talk quite sort of imprecisely and abstractly about, about the kind of bullying we're talking about here because I think, I think we can all identify, you know, the kind of, punches, the fights, the the name calling. Mm. You know, we talked on our previous chat, you know, about, I always remember, it was always the older sisters of boys who were, you know, in higher years in the school that petrified me. Well, no, and the only time I've ever been thrown in a bush was by an older sister, and I was absolutely shitting myself. Um, And hell hath no fury, like a a, a sort of schoolgirl of around 16 to 17 whose hands interact with your hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, it's the most painful thing I've ever gone through in my life. So that's all pretty obvious. But when it comes to this this thing of omission, I'm talking about things where, you know, you can have a child that's in a, in a friendship group and then suddenly they, they're marginalised or chats happen. And this happens a lot virtually yeah. where you can be in a chat room, but you can be ignored or you can be yeah. even on a live and you can be ignored and you can be aired. And then you can hear of people going for meetups and, and motives and you're not invited. What I also found really hard is that you're in a friendship group and then somebody might leave the room or leave the chat or whatever and everybody else starts bitching about them yeah. and it causes this terrible lack of trust precisely that's what i i mean and it makes very, the ground uncertain yeah. that's what i see happening i mean a few years ago both maddie and i worked on an anti-bullying campaign with the princess diana trust and it was it was fascinating to me actually that's water, mark drinking his water bottle <laughs> sorry dogs. um and you know And last year they did a really big survey with this right across the country and what they got back from it was a lot of young people saying, please, please stop only focusing on cyberbullying. Because old-fashioned bullying in the classroom is just as bad as other. Apparently 16,000 children a year refuse to go to school because of bullying. But I bet you any money in lockdown... The thing is it carries on over into cyberbullying. Exactly, exactly. And also it's like... it starts in the school. Well, well, yeah, but that's a really interesting thing you say. I'm sure it does start in the school and it's still prevalent in schools. But now, what they have now, kids, is the capacity to extend the bullying. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was being bullied or, you know, I had real problems with kids at school and out of school on the way home. 
there was at the very least, there was that sense of a safe haven when you got home. Yeah. And I remember that feeling sometimes, especially because I had it for a while and I told the story before of the boy on the street because we were, you know, yeah. the only gay, like the only gay family in the village and we were the only Labour voters. And my mum put the Labour vote sign up in the window in a sea of blue and I was like, Mom, take it down. We're going to be bloody bricked and torched. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, I remember literally shutting the front door and I remember the sound even now as I stand here at Bennett's Avenue, I can remember the sound of the door shutting and all the keys and jangly bits. And I'd be like... There was a girl. So imagine now feeling that and then on your phone, which you're drawn to because, of course, the only way you're connected to what's going on or not going on, it carries on. There was a girl that down the road from us, down by our local shops, Big Della, used to call her a huge girl. She was absolutely petrifying. And she terrorised me. Every night I'd go to bed churning stomach. Do you know when I think back to it? My parents like every day would let me just walk down to Crumb Point and go. They never once walked with me or said, I'll give you a lift. Every day I was absolutely petrified of this girl. Mm. And then it escalated and a knife came out and then police had to. Yeah, it was really, really awful and terrifying. And I've, I've only just thought of this now. If we'd had social media then and she'd been able to find me mm. on Instagram or Twitter, mm. I just, I actually, I'm shaking at the thought of it. Yeah, Because yeah. at least I used to come and go, oh, God, I've got to see her in the morning. Yeah. No thought of seeing her any other time than in the morning and when I came back from school. Yeah, exactly. So it's quite a localised thing. So I knew exactly yeah. what the time was and exactly how long it was going to be for. And it was manageable. It was awful, yeah. but it was manageable. But to have no end to it, the thought that she could attract me down. Well, that's, that's what I think. That's why I think, I think it's interesting what you say, that we mustn't forget physical face-to-face human bullying, if you like. But I do think cyberbullying is like something that isn't just about the cyberbullying. It's the sense that it could happen at any time Yeah, I mean, well. I think it starts with the face-to-face and then you just don't get a break yeah, from it. Yeah. But the face-to-face, we mustn't forget, is absolutely petrifying. And, and, you know, I, you know, like you say, there's such violence in that airing and, you know, somebody walks into a room and nobody else talks to them. It's a kind of, it's an emotional violence. But you mustn't forget about the people that are very are frightened physically day in, day out. Mm. Am I going to get beaten up today on the way to Am I going to get put in the corridor and just yeah. punched multiple times? But I think what... I mean, this is what, this is what, you know, I've just been reading some stories this morning from people and it's just unimaginable but how... The how thing, The thing that really... I find really difficult, though, and the thing that I sort of find that I witness and I experience or I sense on the margins of these conversations that you've had with all their girls um, over the years is that, you know, this this is the wisdom that I take from it as a father. I, listening in, this is my sense of things, and I actively remove myself because my line on it, listener, is zero tolerance, front them out, front the parents out, draw their attention to it, cut them out like a like well, a only that like worked. an absolute cancer. If you you know if you can't resolve this, you cut them out and you try now, obviously there's impracticalities around that all the time. I'm quite a solitary person. I you know when I was younger I was always a bit of a loner and you know and I that doesn't mean I didn't desperately want to belong to certain groups, but I made it my mission to be a bit more solitary and a bit more of a loner and a bit more of a chameleon who could move between groups. But the thing that really troubles me when I listen and I think about this problem is we, we can only really counsel our kids to find their boundaries, decide what they find acceptable, decide what they're going to tolerate and learn to accept. Because what it strikes me as is that bullying used to be something that you could identify as an act out of the ordinary that was really horrible towards someone within a sort of 
landscape of civility, politeness, and fun, if you like, right? I feel like that that background tapestry has changed over the years, where there is just an acceptance of a certain brutalism, harshness, severity, lack of empathy. And I, you know, is this, is this a mass generalization? But I sense out there that there's a lack of, that there's an increasing lack of compassion amongst well, youngsters. The world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, so if you're dealing with that, what message can you send to you? I, I, so, I, so then I the sort of... The only message you can do is to strengthen, is to try and help strengthen. But developing that thought, I worry that sometimes what's now considered normal behaviour would have once been called bullying. Mm. So we have yeah. phrases like bants. It's mm. bants. I fucking hate that word. I when, fucking when hate Matt the word bants. When I was working on this anti-bullying campaign and uh, oh, such a, they're such a great organisation... And um, we went to this seminar and they had up on the wall um, all these different sayings and you had to put whether it was bounce yeah. or bullying. Yeah. And they had all these young people doing and they were all so confused. It was really interesting. I'm not surprised. It was, it was such a good wow. illustration there because it's like... Our girls say this to us. Oh, you couldn't. Well, we couldn't say anything about yeah. it because it's just bad. And you're a wuss. You've got to you toughen up. You've got to toughen I up to take this it. shit. I hate that. I hate that. I hate it makes it. me so. It makes me as furious as all the people and who phoned so in Sainsbury's and complained about a woke advert. It. It's an intolerable situation. I find. I just want to go out to now, right now to all the parents. We're lucky because at the moment, because our children aren't at school, but having to pack your child off every oh day, knowing God. that whatever you say to them, however much you try and help strengthen them, it's overwhelming if you are being bullied on a daily basis in school. It's absolutely overwhelming. And I, I would really urge you, if you are in a position where your child is desperately unhappy and has been for a while... I would urge you to look into homeschooling because sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's a circuit breaker. This can be a circuit breaker. But for some people, and the fact that a lot of people don't know that that's yeah. even available to them. Um, it's, it can work as a really useful circuit breaker in your, in, in your child's life. But I just want to make a point that's just kind of come to me, really. I often, you know, one of, one of the reasons, as you can probably tell, is that I really, I get really, really fired up really quickly about this, which is why I often, I take myself out of the conversations and I actively acknowledge that it needs a more balanced and a more grounded and more sort of, you know, reasonable approach from, from Nadia, their mum, when, when, when these things erupt. But of course, one of the problems with bullying, going back to the intent, what is what is bullying? Who is the bully who bullies? And I've often said I've got zero tolerance. I don't want to understand it from the perspective of the bully because I've got enough dealing with my children. And that's because we're a family that's had to deal with bullying. And so I am of the, you know, shorthand that, no, I'm going to deal with my child. I'm not going to understand you. I'm going to understand the victim. I'm going to understand the perpetrator. But I have first-hand experience myself at school of seeing kids who were systemat systematically bullied across time. And when I re-encountered them later in life, they weren't in any way, shape or form a bully when I first met them. They were the bullied. Mm. But because they had to find a way to belong, because they had to find a way to enter the sort of parlance, mm. if you like, and the, and the dialogue. Well, I think bully is a bad No, 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 absolutely. Person. They were partaking in stuff yeah. and behaviour that they themselves weren't comfortable with. But... Mm. They got used to it. So mm. it's a really curious one because at what point is, you know, are you a bully if you're doing something awful to someone else but you're aware it's terrible? You know, you know. Well, 
working again with these very experienced people with the Steiner anti-bullying campaign, they they said to me, because they work with people um, meeting the person that bullied them, right. right, as adults. Yeah. And they said, it is unbelievable how often the bullies are totally dumbfounded. Really? They don't have that. Are you? Dumbfounded. You or I, you or I could one day have somebody come up to say, you didn't understand how you left me feeling, but I felt really bullied by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could have been, I mean, like me, I've got a very, I was very quick mouthed when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Oh, didn't I do? Oh, did you? I bet you didn't. And I never thought yeah. that I would, I, I would never have thought I was upset because I would never want to intentionally yeah. upset somebody. But who's to know? Who's to any of us to know? Yeah. Of course, you've got the cynical, hard-faced bully. That's one kind of bullying. But often the person has had no idea that they've bullied them. But of course, one of our girls, I'm not going to say which one, when she spoke about being bullied, her class absolutely overwhelmed her with, oh, da da da, who was it? And it was all the people that had bullied her. They, were, they didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Who, they didn't recognize themselves in what she'd been yeah. saying. Of course, so, there's a distinction as well. Because when I think back to all of my relationships and my friendships as a boy, we were constantly having fights and scraps yeah. and little loyalties and enmities. And, and the other difficulty with defining bullying is there can be periods of conflict within any friendship circle where you're pissed off with someone mm. and you show that pissed mm. offness. And that has end up feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if seen through the lens of a parent or a teacher, you're bullying such stuff. Well, actually, I just can't stand him at the moment, but I'm going to be playing with him again. And, and, and me, me and Stuart, me and Perry, me and... And so that's quite hard to moderate and manage sometimes. Because actually, when I do think back to my childhood, I, I do remember that there was a particular boy in our class, and I've shared this before, called Mohammed, And he sadly would always, you know, because he wanted to be popular and he wanted to belong to the class and he would always encourage everyone to do stupid things he had a leg and a caliper and he would encourage all the kids to do things and I realized when I look back as we were all kind of playing with his leg and stuff like that we were bullying him yeah. in a sense. can you imagine what his mother no, thought no 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 absolutely yeah. and, and so when I look back I would like to go back to Mohammed and say oh my god I'm so sorry because we were all doing it in yeah. but what would happen was he was offering up his body to belong mm. to the group, mm. and because we're all but kids. But you see what I mean. If That's why the Lord of the Flies, the Lord of the Flies idea yeah. kicks in at that if point. If you go back to what I was trying to say, very, very inarticulately at the beginning, that's what I was saying. Of course, we are yeah. always parking to one side, aggressive, like very obvious bullying, yeah. of which there is so much, and our heart yeah. goes out to um, parents and children that are suffering that. But I'm talking about that kind of bullying that is very, very complex for parents, children. And um, teachers and head teachers to, to sort out yeah. because it's complex. That story there about Mohammed wanting to belong, offering for you to do yeah. things with his funny leg. You all thinking well, that was boys are just drawn to the grizzly. But you so know we very all... well, if you yeah. were the father of Mohammed, you would have wanted to get every one Absolutely. of those kids and Absolutely. throw them down the stairs. And, and, and if Mohammed had complained to the teachers after having invited us all to do it, I know for a fact that we'd have all gone, "Oh, but he wanted well, he, he, said he wanted us to exactly. do it." And that we and there was no sense of us doing it because we didn't like him. It was just, "Oh, it was, this is a." novelty but when I think back there's always a moment of great discomfort and I think of I think of his face I think of him looking at us and I think of him wanting to belong and it break, it breaks my heart but look just on this note we have a on our social media someone's asked to be kept anonymous but they want to share the perspective of a bully oh my god I would never consider myself a bully and I am friends with the girl I did it to so I know she didn't feel like it was bullying I was 12 or 13 and it was more teasing than bullying it's definitely done to fit in with others, I was struggling massively with my abusive home life and felt that this 
was the only way I had some control over myself. Mm. And so I could feel a sense of power somewhere in my life. Wow. We have been best friends now for over 14 years. Oh, my God, I'm literally, that's made me well up. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Thank Obviously, we're not going to share who's that, saying that, that, but thank you for sharing that with and us. And I think that that's so important because I know with friends of mine who are teachers and they get very, or friends of mine that teach and also friends of mine whose children have been bullied. And it's very, very frustrating as a parent of a child that's being bullied. We've been there ourselves when you go to a school and it seems that the school takes more interest in the bully yeah. than the one that's being bullied. But actually they're going to the root cause yeah. because I think the low-level bullying, bullying that we've talked about where people aren't really aware that they're bullying is one thing. But then extreme bullying, which often there is something going on very badly at home. Mm. So by just punishing that bully, are you really going to you know, actually affect change with the one that is being bullied. Not probably not. So, you know, listening to that, I think just sums up that that dichotomy. Well, it just just, just, just read, there's a child yeah. who's having a hard time at home that is wanting to fit in, yeah. that's getting the laughs by maybe throwing a line at somebody else, and then. Well, I think the really interesting phrase that they use is that they wanted to feel that they had some power. And yeah. power doesn't have to be something that's really overt and horrible you're and oppressive. You're being bullied at home. Absolutely. And you're exhausted. You want certainty it. somewhere. Yeah. And, and so you can understand how, in some capacity, what you're trying to do is make this world at school with this person who you can control in some way. I need control. I need to be able to control my life. I need to control. I mean, it's and not... I can honestly say the people that I know that have bullied my girls, yeah. and I know them... Yeah. I feel sorry for them. Now, I know that you get really cross about that because it's like, but I do because I know them and I know why they did it. No, no, I understand why they did it. But then I'm always dragged back to the difficulty of thinking not everyone who has the cause for, for bullying that these kids have had not everyone bullies. No, so why have not. these kids bullied? I don't know. Uh, you know. I just think when when I look at our girls and I look at how blessed they are and the life that they have and they have two really loving parents, they've got, you know, a nice home. They and when I think of the individuals that I know that have bullied them and I think about their situation, I, I somehow I can't I be angry. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But my I feel sad, I feel devastated for my child yeah. that they're unhappy, but I don't actually often feel angry with the bullies. Yeah, but the contrast for me is, is that I, I actually actively say to the girls all the time when, when something comes to her, I say, but look, I'll, I'll, I'll give them literally, it's like a game of baseball, I'll give them two strikes and it's like, okay, well, look, let's maybe see it from their point of view. They haven't got this, they haven't got that. I don't go into great details about it because I'm pretty damn, you know, I feel pretty mercurial about the whole thing. And then I'm kind of like, and then they'll say it again, I'll go, right, okay, I think we have to say something at this point and put a stop to that. But obviously this is, if this happens again, this is just consistent. Third time. Mm. And that's when I have to bail out. It's like, I mean, actually, I mean, I'm actually, like, when I fuck said this, I'm fuck this for a game of soldiers. It's intolerable. I don't give a fuck if we totally understand everything that's yeah. going on in their lives. Get rid of them. Just get just get rid of their numbers. I don't care. You're going to have to talk to your mum because I can't deal with this shit. Yeah. I do get flashes, <laughs> hot flashes of rage where I want to take an Uzi and then I calm myself down and I see why they were. Take an Uzi and drink like, Uzi. I want to tear throats out. I want it. And you're just like, that. Well, I do because I am. The situation. It's the consistency of something. If it keeps happening, it, it just drives me nuts. Should we listen? Let's have a, yeah, so Carlitos has shared his thoughts on this with us. Um, Maddie talks in the other bullying chat that we did. Mm. Um, and she perhaps only has the sort of one experience to tell. So. 
You know, this is a very difficult subject to talk about and it's very touchy for a lot of people. Um, bullying is a really difficult thing, you know. It's ruined people's lives completely. Um, it's horrible and I don't think there's really a difference between girl and boy bullying, um, girl and boy bullies. Bullying is bullying and it doesn't matter how it's done or how it comes across, it always affects someone and it always hurts someone um, and makes someone a victim. Um, of course, like, stereotypically, there is a difference between girl bullies and boy bullies. Um, girl bullies being the ones to pick on, like, hair, clothes, etc., and boys um, picking on you for everything, really, in general. But now... I think in today's times, uh, I think a lot of teens have become more and more... Um, I don't think cocky is the right word for it, but m maybe bold, more bold. Um, and bullying is bullying, you know, and I think teens have become more bold, as I said, and it's kind of mushed together and people just, like, pick fights for no reason, it seems, nowadays. Um and it can happen online too. It's not always face-to-face, -face physical, you know, pummeling each other, that kind of thing. It can happen online. And it can happen to literally anyone. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I think I think it was year six. And we'd all just got Instagram. That was the new thing. And we were all so excited and we all set up our accounts and made a whole class group chat with the whole class. Um, and I remember this new boy who had joined our school a few weeks prior. Um, he was really nice at first, but he started to be nasty to me for no reason. Um, a f like a week or so prior to what I'm about to t say, uh, he started being mean, but I, I kind of took no notice, you know, Started being kind of nasty on the DMs and in in person, but I kind of just took no notice and just ignored it. And then he started saying mean things directly to me on the group chat in front of everyone, in front of the whole class, but directly to me. Um, and I didn't really retaliate. I was more kind of saying, you know, calm down, let's just leave it. You know, because retaliating is the worst thing you can do. And he he wasn't having it. He, I don't know why, but he wanted to pick a fight with me. And he made a threat towards me. I'm not going to go into detail, as it's quite graphic. Certainly something that a year six should not even know about. And, you know, I did what I felt was best and I told my parents. Um, and then they told the school and we had a meeting with my parents and the boy and his parents and the headmaster of the school. Um, and my parents were mad, obviously, with with the boy. And the boy's parents were so disappointed in him. And they felt so awful for me and felt so... I, I remember them being angry at their son for, um, for even saying, for being horrible to me. Um, which is which I thought was really not good because I know there's some parents that will defend their child no matter what, even if they're in the wrong. Um, 
And yeah, so the boy's parents were disappointed in him and the boy was surprisingly actually genuinely sorry. Um, obviously now I'm grown and I know how to handle myself. And this is what I'm saying. Social media has a big part to play in where we stand with bullying today. Um, in my old school, in my uh, secondary school, before I moved to um, where I am now, I witnessed a fight between two girls um, and kids now just what they were doing they were just standing and cheering and filming and putting it on social media or they're watching and they don't do anything like and and that's what kids do now like that makes me sick to the stomach like how could anyone do that I mean I've never been physically assaulted but if it were me being assaulted I'd want someone to stop it instead of film it um, and that's why I'm always, always, always the one to get the teacher. I don't care if that makes me a snake or a grass, you know, or a loser, whatever. I do not care. I'm always the one to get the teacher because it's horrible. I wish everyone could just be nice to one another. And if you don't want to be nice, then just leave. Well, Carlitos, 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 Carlitos. I'm going to give you a big hug. Um, emboldened. Mm. They are emboldened. But they're, they're removed because of their phones. Yeah. There was a really important thing that he, uh, Carlitos mentioned there, which I'm really pleased. It's kind of snagged me, my memory of this. And he talked about the parents of the kid that bullied him being sort of, you know, sympathetic to Carlitos right. and, and Cross, which is mm. which is a great. Okay. I mean, I suppose there comes a point where, I suppose, in instances where your child has threatened or has stabbed, shot or done something, it's pretty hard. You've got irrefutable proof. Do you know what I mean? This is where I think the real problem comes in on the whole topic of appealing to parents. Mm. You've been burnt by this many times. Oh. I've been burnt by this on a couple of occasions. What's more difficult is where this low-level bullying happens, which, as I've said, is, is worse than a punch, worse than being sort of told you call well, the name and all this. But not for everyone. No, 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 not for everyone. But the reason I find it far, far more difficult to manage, deal with, resolve is because... And this is where I feel there's even more cynicism in the act of the bully and there's more self-awareness and there's more malevolence in this, this sort of bullying, is that the bully is keeping it at a, at a sort of permissible level just below what can be identified clearly, where there's nuance, where you could suggest that actually there's a bit of contribution from both sides. So I've had situations where I've challenged parents about the way in which they're not including or bullying by omission or snide comments, snide looks, all this, but it's stuff that's so low level that because it's about my perception, they can easily ignore their own child's behaviour because it's disputable. It's disputable. Mm -hmm. And it's just the cut and thrust of being friends. And at that point, the parents are in the same sin bin for me. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, so, so very tough. powerful what you said there. You know, we all have to be mindful of that as parents to not... It's difficult because we're all loyal to our kids, but you have to be open to yeah. the fact that your, your kid could behave like a little shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think this very... I'm glad that he brought up the horrors of the fights being filmed. Actually, his yeah. brother, his gorgeous brother, Eddie, sh has showed me films of uh, from the previous school that they were at where everybody films whenever yeah. there's a fight. And, you know, and he's talked about how you had to, like, steal yourself to be able to do the fight. And you just think, oh, my God, these kids are going to school today. And they're having to do all this. Gladiatorial. Like gladiatorial. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we mustn't miss out the physical fear that a yes. lot of boys well and I had physical fear as a child yeah. I was scared of being stabbed by this girl um, and, and that that's a whole other complex set of problems as a parent isn't it because 
you're wanting to say to your child, well, just give them a bloody good punch back. Well, these days there's knives. I mean, it, yeah, you know, it's, but it's so, so dangerous much worse to now. do that. So and, you know, I mean, I'm very sad to give you this, this, this information, guys, but I've spoken to a number of teachers that have said it's very, very rare for bullying to get sorted out in a school. Yeah. And, I, and we were both very much from the, from the POV that we don't think that children who are bullied and then fight their way through it are better prepared for life. I actually don't think that. I think that the, I think often the impact of bullying can oh, stretch on for years and years your life. and years. I was talking to a colleague of mine the other day and he was saying that he was bullied as a kid. He was moved from one school then to another school. And still to this day, he's a very confident chap at work. You wouldn't know that he was going through that. He says every day he still worries if people are excluding him or if he's not included or if he's not... Yeah, and, and, you know, yeah, it runs deep. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me <laughs> at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. I'm just going to read through a few more comments. This one's anonymous again. I was bullied in school and I feel like I have PTSD over mm. it. Please keep my name private. Now. And, you know, yeah, it runs deep. But if I, if abuse, of any, mm. abuse of any form runs deep. Yeah, I would say to you, reach out to the Samaritans, to one of its anti-bullying week this week. There's so much online about it. Make contact with the anti-bullying campaign. Um, and they will be able to put you in touch with somebody. And mm. this could, you sending that comment this morning and you maybe hopefully taking our advice and acting upon it, you could notice some big changes in your life. Reach out to the professionals yeah. and get some support because you it's more than likely you have. And I can even feel in your comment that you're feeling a bit embarrassed that, or maybe I shouldn't, you know, PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder is what many, many people that have been bullied can do go through. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's okay to say that. Mm. Jodie uh, was bullied for four years because my ears stuck out. School did zilch. I punched him. He stopped. Very similar to my story. Yeah. Sometimes direct action can resolve it. I mean, this is the terrible fact. Teachers will often say, never, never retaliate. No, you can't condone it. But but no, you absolutely can't condone it. But, you know, back in the more sort of, you could say, innocent days mm. of my youth, a good smack in the face sorted it out. Mm. Boothmeister, daughter bullied for five years, emotional bullying, the invisible, heartbreaking yeah. for the whole family. That's Awful. what I'm talking we, about. We've been through we that. We've been through that times. so much. We feel your pain. It is horrendous. It's like a sort of glue that oh. sticks to you. And just gets in everything. It's horrendous. So dark tar on your back the whole time. Um, so Anita, my daughter was bullied last year. She ended up with an eating disorder and was hospitalised twice. Oh no! It's just awful, 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 awful. Um, and Rachel, sometimes people don't realise they're bullying. It just becomes a thing to do. And that's sad. Yeah, you're right. It becomes a, it becomes a rhythm that they just go yeah. back to, and they're not even aware of how. And I think it becomes an How addiction. It becomes doing. an addiction. Yeah, but because power is very addictive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So there we go, guys. As you know, do do reach out to. There are many anti-bullying and bullying charities out there. 
We talk about this a lot, actually, in our book, uh, Honey, I Homeschooled the Kids, because it was a huge component and part of our decision to homeschool our girls. Mm. And, you know, if if your school... Here's the thing, guys. It's really important to hear this. If your schooling situation with your children has got to the point of being so intolerable, you don't know where to turn. The unhappiness coursing through your child and yourselves and your family is so intolerable. You can withdraw your child from school because mm. some schools are particularly badly positioned to be able to deal with it, mm. resolve it, and often can't resolve it through no fault of their own. So, you know, there are choices. There are circuit breakers. This is your child. It's not the state's child. It's your child. And I really want to say that because it's one of the messages that we do try to promote about how we try to deal with our girls because Kiki herself is now looking forward to going back to school to do her GCSEs and stuff and what have you. But she needed, in a weird way, her own homeschooling circuit breaker to get her, to get her back on, on, on track. And and the Diana Award anti bullying from the Diana Award is is the is the is the association that I worked with a few years ago. Yeah. They they are incredible. So check them out. Diana awardorguk uh, is where you can find them. As I say, there's there's plenty of um, anti bullying uh, organisations. Yeah. Yeah. That, that and, and do reach out all the Samaritans if you're in a, and don't forget also Childline Childline is there for you know older children as well so mm. if you're feeling that you, you're unable to cope please please reach out um, and you know what I know that so many of you young people just feel so worried about telling your parents this stuff but it really is worth telling yeah. an adult that you can trust and if you are suffering. And final word for me, there is no shame, no shame. in sharing what you're going no. through. There's no shame in the fact that it's happened to you. Bullies that are particularly clever will make you feel mm. that there's shame involved in telling anyone. Mm. There is zero shame. Tell an adult you trust. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch and use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>